Hello everyone, this is Motel a and I'm Michael, joined with... Alex. It's a podcast where we talk about everything and anything. So check yourself into your room and enjoy your stay. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for following us uh, along with our journey. I'd like to do a quick announcement that our social media pages on uh, Instagram and Twitter, underscore Motel a and where you can DM, DM us your submissions, questions, and stuff you want us to talk about. We'd love to have uh, you guys on here and be more interactive with us. Also, we made a, a YouTube channel, and uh, since uh, the podcast is now live with the video, so we're going to be uploading all the old podcasts, and we're going to start doing video podcasts. I know some people do enjoy that. Yeah, so you guys can see our ugly mugs. <laughs> I don't even like looking at my mug now. Uh, can I just say something? Go ahead, man. Y'all be killing it. I didn't expect us to get anywhere near the support that we were we have been getting um we launched our technically like promotion of the podcast on monday which was yesterday and within 24 hours it's it's exploded and we're completely blown away by the support so thank you to everybody it's been super exciting and i do want to do this more it's been overwhelming to like wake up and you're like Who's listened to this 61, 81 times? Yeah, the numbers are just jumping. Uh, so, so far, we have Anchor, Spotify. Spotify was lagging for a while. I don't know if I told you. I thought users weren't using Spotify. And then out of nowhere, bam, we had like an increase of 40 listeners in like a couple hours. Of like, oh my goodness, that is wild to like see. I thought I actually broke Anchor because the numbers weren't updating at all. Not that we're like caring about the numbers, but it's it's kind of nice to see like these stats go up. And I, I even messaged Alice like I think I think Anchor's broken, and he's like, "Why?" Well, I'm like, "We're I haven't had a refresh in like four hours," and literally within like the next thirty minutes, uh, it <laughs> it literally like doubled in in listeners. So that's super cool. Thank you guys all so much. It's just so awesome to see like people are actually taking an interest to it because. People have been waiting for the episodes now. They're like, when's the next one coming out? When's episode five coming out? And we know this is going to be a special one for us because we have so many topics to talk about. We want to make it longer. We have the videos going up. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good episode. Not just people waiting to to listen, but we have people already wanting to be on the show. And we do have a guest lined up. Uh, Most likely, maybe next week, we'll have our first guest. And then after that, we're going to go ahead and start incorporating more more guests into our episodes so hopefully that's something to look forward for you guys and get your feedback on that should we get started today mike yeah i just want to talk quickly about the last four episodes how wild has it been recording and editing and real quick shout out to you alex i wanted to thank you for all the editing that you've been doing for both of us and i uh you know sometimes you could put something out there and then I'm like, how about we do it this way instead? And then you're like so good to edit it. And it's really like good to have someone like you to work with. So thank you for all your work. I wouldn't do it if I couldn't handle it or I would have quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have walked out the door on the first episode. <laughs> Another thing too, our uh, audio files are right now, the past four episodes have been pretty, pretty good. Actually. I'm actually really shocked that we haven't ran into any errors until today uh but like everything that we introduced new we you, you should always expect um just a little bit of problems uh but every, all the audio that you guys listen to have been raw it's all been shot on one take no editing out it's it's there 
it's out there raw video <laughs> one shot with bloopers and coughs yeah and so <laughs> i don't know if you've listened to all the last four episodes i'm pretty sure you have but isn't it wild to like not i don't want to say production value but like how well we've received the the feedback and actually listen to what people are saying and then improving on that and so like you'll see from episode one to episode two the mic quality <laughs> increase by a whole yard especially mine <laughs> yeah the first episode like i said we weren't even like going to upload that anywhere and i was so proud of it he was so proud of it. we're like let's just do it let's let's put it up and we did and i'm happy that we got to do that because it's been it's been so fun speaking on that um just the technical difficulties we had today like how mm -hmm. we have to switch up everything on the spot just to make yeah. this go out. Yeah. But like, I'm glad that we're able to like think on our feet and we're, I think a lot of people would have seen that as a, like a sign, like to stop, like, no, let's, let's not record today. Cause when you're dealing with technical difficulties, like it can become bothersome and annoying. And for us to just power through it and be patient, like, it says a lot about like our worth work ethics is how much we actually care about doing this podcast. I've been waiting to do it since yesterday. And so that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's all we really <laughs> wanted to do now. Yeah. It would be awesome to just do this full time. But right now we're still talking about the schedule of the uploading. So when we get a more uh schedule uploaded i guess um we'll go ahead and share that with everyone who's listening so thank you for being patient um i want to kind of <clears throat> talk about something else mike i have a That's story mm. a story about when we used to work together mm -hmm. go ahead <laughs> the floor <laughs> is yours <laughs> do you remember um well i'll just say it <clears throat> we were working together uh it was during lunchtime and we work at a fast food where breakfast is all day so we're like hustling, you know, we're making the lunch rush type of food. And then you see a breakfast order pop up and you're like, God damn it. I got to go back there and got to go heat everything up from the morning. So you got to go, you know, it was a biscuit order. So I had to go get um, a biscuit. So and during this time, um, I was known to be like a, a breakfast person. So we just like heat it up real quick. And be like, get it out. Let's get it out of here. Let's keep because we would get rushes real quick. So I was only going to put that biscuit in there for 22 seconds just to heat it up. My man, I put it in there for two minutes. <laughs> I literally forgot about it because me and Mike were hustling so much. I don't know if you mentioned this, but these microwaves were not like your oh, typical they're, house microwaves. They're, they're conventional. Yeah, like industrial. So like a minute in one of these microwaves is like 20 minutes. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. You have to be very careful about the time. It's like a fucking bomb in there. <laughs> so, so take in mind, this little biscuit was in there for almost two minutes. It caught fire. <laughs> it had nowhere else to go, so it caught fire. Um, So our general manager was there, and she started freaking out because we, we all know, like, if the, if the smoke detectors catch it, uh, that whole place is going to get flooded, and we're going to get shut down. Yeah. So Very she's like, expensive. she's like panicking, like fanning it with like baking tray. She's like, everyone help get over here. And me and Mike were just making food. And then I lean over to Mike. I'm like, bro, I think that was me. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I, 
I wasn't gonna wrap my head up. So I'm like, let's just, let's just keep making food. I was food. like, just keep pushing the big chickens out. Come on, just... yep. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. No and, one fessed uh, up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, previously, the day before that, another individual did that as well. So oh, yeah. that was the second day. So my G, our GM was probably like, you know, not happy that we had to do that the second day. Uh, it would be funny if I get a message from. The, our old GM, and she's like, "That's who did it. This is the first individual who did it." Oh man! <laughs> I hope she doesn't listening. remember it. <laughs> I hope she oh, doesn't remember. I'm pretty sure she does. I remember that day very clearly. Very clearly. That was so funny. Uh, so real quick, um, to follow up on last week's episode, uh, I don't know if I I spoke briefly on it because I didn't want to speak too much on it because I didn't have all the facts right. The intimidation tactic used by the military. Mm-hmm. That one is going to be uh kind of eated out the window yeah so the intimidation tactic is actually known as the shark intimidation and is intended to establish authority and weed out the weak it will be replaced by the new idea called the first 100 yards it's going to be used more physically to teach soldiers how to deal with stress more related to combat and encourage more team building exercises so what that means is not going to be someone yelling in your face as much and this was just in the army so far that I read, can't even talk to him. Like I have like a mini stroke. <laughs> but I just want to follow that for anybody else that's interested, because that's kind of interesting. Like what we talked about, how we have to be more careful about how we approach things. Very sensitive uh, events are happening, or just in general life. Like we can't just rush to the immediate like aggressive side of the situation or like the solution, and now things have to be worked out and planned a little different and accordingly. That brings me back to what we were talking about, Gordon Ramsay, like the type of way he teaches to mm-hmm. where he like yells at him to like, I don't know if he wants to weed out the week too, but like just to be able to handle it in general. Yeah. I mean, that it's like pretty much like on par with that. And even he says, uh, I you mentioned it as well, that his mentors were a lot harder than he was on these new, yeah. the new generation of cooks. And between the shows, he's a lot harder between the contestants. So that's that's something to see. And I wonder in the next 10 to 5 years, you know, because stuff like this is always, like, changing constantly how we address situations. So it would be interesting to see where we go with this type of material. Well, what do you think on it? Like, do you think it's a good move? Or do you feel like mm-hmm. we, we should probably, like, yell at people a little bit to, like, like I don't know, like, bold up a little bit? It's a hard kind of like topic because you don't want to come off as like an aggressive individual because I feel like we all do need like someone who's hard on us to push us Mm -hmm. to our limits and even further beyond our limits and especially in the military regardless if you're you know at headquarters working on uh, paperwork or if you're like actually in the field like both situations can have their own type of stress and I feel like we, as humans, should be able to handle it. Working in the field that I'm in, I've learned to handle lots of stress. And some of it was kind of through aggressive teaching. But that's because of the situations we were in. It was life or death. And people have to be... They can't be like, well, I don't know. Do I need this to save this person's Like They'll be like, get it for me now. Like, And it comes does come off aggressive. But... Um, in that situation, and I'm pretty sure in their own situations, it's it's very important that they need someone like that, so, like a hard like a hard ass on them. It's it's funny you say that because I feel like where we worked at, 
it was kind of the same way. Like if we don't get food out, you know, we get mm. backed up really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like someone that wouldn't really, you know, care for if food's going out fast or not, get backed up real quick. And then it just becomes a hassle like the whole day. Yeah. And here's one thing I've learned. You don't mess with people's food. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Real pissed off. <laughs> That's you don't you don't mess around with people's food or money. Oh, and, the exact change. Yeah, and stuff like that. That's. I'm really glad I was able to work there. It taught me how to deal with really difficult situations, and uncomfortable situations. And I've been able to like uh, use the uh, those situations and the solutions that I found for them. Like now, as as I grow older and you know, just grow as an individual. Like I know I can't, I never really like snapped at a customer, but I've always had, I've had like a few um, confrontations where customers were like extremely rude and I could have, you know, been on world star, you know, <laughs> but I, I chose not to, I was like, that's not the way we handle things. And this, it shouldn't be the way. So with me, like it's 50, 50, like I do, I do know we need someone who, in our lives to be hard on us. And I do feel like we need someone who's kind of more like not passive, but understands the situation and understands like people who are getting yelled at might not always uh, be able to handle the situation, think properly. And they're, they just, it just stresses them out even more. And to have someone like that in your life, I think is also very important too. Um, That goes back to, you have to be very patient with those people, especially. And I feel like, uh, well, I don't want to say where we worked at. I almost did. <laughs> where we worked at, we had a good, like, bunch of, like, people who would, uh, you know, were saying were very more controlling of the situation. Mm-hmm. Especially the morning people. I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about. And then mm-hmm. we had very passive people, like, in the middle of the day. So, mm-hmm. like, we had a lot of situations where some people didn't want to do something. You'd be like, oh, we got to send this guy. Go. Yeah. Or, like, something that would happen out in the lobby or something. Yeah. Those days are always fun. I do have a lot of fun <laughs> stories. Um, I'll quickly share one too. And this is probably the one that I, I, it still makes me laugh because it was just so, so like unexpected. Oh, I think I know it what you're going to say. <laughs> it, it was, it was like a rainy day. And we, we, when you work in fast food, especially with like a big name, uh, things tend to get pretty hectic and busy. But, it, this wasn't even like focused on the service or anything else like that. This was focused on one individual running through. Like you see when like kids like poop their pants and they walk like super like their <laughs> legs are always wide and they're not, they're like walking like little like crabmen. This 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 one guy walked through here and he was like and he was like holding his back. He's like he's like where's the bathroom? And I'm like right here and he like slams it open. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing I witnessed because I'm just sitting there and I'm filling out, you know, the daily chart that we had to do. And um, I look over and this guy just runs like, <gasps> like, I don't know if he made it. I hope he made it because that would have been a really bad oh, mess to, to clean up. <laughs> Those did. I know you only closed like towards the end mm-hmm. of your first first uh, run with them. But did you ever like close um, counter? I, or... I never closed counter. I was gonna ask you that too because no. I remember you were asking me. Yeah, so closing counter, I, I oh man, <laughs> that Those sucks. Restrooms. They, the restrooms. It's pretty much everything that hasn't been clean after one p.m. 
yeah if you're not on it then then things could get pretty bad and um i remember like some nights i would go in and it was just filthy the toilet paper's (laughs) everywhere there's poop on the side there's poop on the walls i was like oh i gotta sometimes graffiti oh the worst one is when a kid pukes in the play center or if they like poop their pants like i remember one time uh a toddler had like pooped his pants and he like went down the slide (laughs) so there was a streak of just crap like on the slide and they're like how much like i remember too the manager on duty was like how many uh and i'm not gonna say what they gave me but they're like how many incentives would it take for you to clean that because no one else wants to clean it and you're the newest person i was like i was gonna say how about like five and they're like done and i i went to clean it and ah it was a putrid smell um and you know because it sits there in the heat from like after 5 p.m to 1 a.m in the morning and it's just bad Um, i had there's lots of stories i could tell about that place i I do want to do one quick story because i do remember one that you mentioned right now Mm -hmm. um i do want to mention whenever you're the new person there seniority rules and that plays so much oh yeah so when you're the new person you have to go do all the dirty work oh there's uh there's poop over there oh man sucks for the new guy (laughs) sucks for the new guy very i feel like now i don't i haven't heard stuff like that happening but for sure like back in our heyday over there like it was very senior style uh management uh it's not a bad thing it teaches like the younger people like you know respect because i mean they're they are your boss you kind of do have to listen to them Uh, i do remember one time i was working um and this lady came up to lobby and she was like someone just puked all over play like playland (laughs) and some i'm like so i told my manager they're like oh you're up (laughs) i'm like no and i swear this kid did like he came down the slide went to the table and then i guess i don't know what happened but then it like looped back so i'm assuming they're like they're like get out of here what are you doing Uh... so then they like loop back and then i'm like why why are you why are you like this (laughs) and i and i guess they puked on the slide too so we got (laughs) we got innovative and we started (laughs) we started pouring water from the top of the slide Oh, that's right. Yeah. I should have done that. I literally went down with like 10 rags and I was just like wiping it. And I had to throw the, of course, I threw the rags away, but like it was real bad. Like, you know, who knows the baby could have had C. diff. <laughs> if you, C. diff's not good. good. Mike, we do remember that that bathroom in there, though. Mm. With all oh, the, the, like, like the guest one, kind of. Yeah. That was the that was only our, one I went to. That was to. our baby. Because you get privacy. You don't have someone on the next stall pooping their life out or, like, <laughs> crying. I mean, in the in the Manchester room, we didn't really have that either. Nah. But we did have people come in and come out, and they were kind of sketchy. Like, you'd be doing your thing, and then, a, like, some shirtless guy comes in and, like, starts beating his chest. You're like, oh, oh I got to hurt open it. <laughs> it's, Yeah, I've had those before. It's not fun. It's not comfortable either. Real quick, uh, this episode might, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but this episode might run a bit longer than an hour, uh, just because it's a very special episode for both of us, and we do want to leave lots of room for us to talk, so, you know, just be aware, this is a little bit longer than usual, but who knows, maybe it might be the same. It's whatever the cookie crumbles. 
All right, Mike. So we've been talking about fast food. Let's uh, let's say what's your go-to fast food. Um, because I know you asked this the other day. I wanted to get your take I on did. it. I did. I like In-N-Out. Mm. I could. I know if I go to In-N-Out, I'm always gonna get to choose between the three things that they have and nothing more. <laughs> it's a quick decision, and the food's always good. No matter how long the line is, they seem to just move it real quick. As far as I've always in, I've had these discussions before, but I think In-N-Out's constantly been one that. Always at the top, no matter what. What about you? McDonald's. McDonald's? It's just like, it's just like that go-to, you know? You're just like, yeah. Do I want like this? It's like, it's like a safe. safe yeah, haven. you're just like, eh, if it's good or not, I'll eat it kind of thing. You know, it used to be McDonald's, but after high school and kind of growing up, like I've started going out and, you know, traveling outside of our area. And, um, sorry. Um, I've had bad experiences with, mcdonald's outside and not just mcdonald's but like any other place like it's like they see me they're like i don't like that man we're gonna mess up his order mess his order up that one he knows what he's doing mess it up (laughs) yeah i remember i went to bakersfield and i was trying to get like some sandwich but i told him like no this no that no this no that you know i'm pretty picky and i'm sorry for being picky um but they pretty much gave me with everything extra and i was like Really? I, really? I asked. I specifically asked no for this. Like, what if I was? What if I had an allergy to this? Like, I could have died, but mm. you know, luckily I don't. Kind of like that time we went to uh, a restaurant here in town, and I said light veggies, and this man gave me extra veggies, and I said I brought the the problem to his attention, and he's like, "Oh, you want a light light veggies?" I was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "All oh, right," and he just walks away. He's like, just "Oh," doesn't even fix it. I was like, "Oh man," where's your customer Here. service at? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in uh, the spirit. Sorry, go ahead. I I did want to say like I do feel like when we go out of town, they do mess up more when it comes to mm-hmm. fast food. Maybe because here they know us. I don't know, but I do tend to get orders wrong too when I go out of town. I don't know. And I I don't like it. It kind of like, you know, especially if you're in an area where places are a little bit more expensive than than usual. Yeah. And you spend money on on like something that usually costs like two bucks here. It's like four or five bucks there. It's like why am I? Why? Why? <laughs> why? It makes no sense. I was about to say in the spirit of Halloween, we talked about uh, a couple of killers from the last uh, episodes and like some of our favorite Halloween movies. But I do not endorse this. But because, like I said, in the spirit of Halloween, I wonder if anybody else has ever heard of the elevator game. Ooh. Have you heard of that? Yeah, you did tell me about it. it was, yeah. I... It's... Okay, so real quick, it originated in Korea. The elevator game is a ritual game that is said to give the players access to another world. <clears throat> now, please don't do this anywhere. I'm not going to tell you how, but this is a simple game that thrill seeked, uh, or that thrill seeking people played until its popularity and singular sinister. Dude, I cannot talk today. Sinister <laughs> boosted due to the death of Eliza Lamb. I don't know if anybody's ever heard about her. Uh, she was a very famous case that was like on BuzzFeed and Crime Unsolved and stuff like that. She was found dead in a water tank of the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA after being reported missing for a month. Later on video footage went viral of her displaying strange behaviors on an elevator, hiding in the elevator, talking and walking in and out of the elevator. 
people began to make theories of her death, which included the elevator game. That's all I'm about to say about this. I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want people to like go do that. But I think it's also like very interesting. What do you think about that? Yeah, we were uh, talking about the urban legends. Uh, I think it was last episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a creepy pasta or not, or just something you know to read about. But I wouldn't endorse. I wouldn't try it at all. Mm-mm. Do not go try this. No, no. I've. I watched videos of people trying it, but of course, like when you go looking for stuff, like I said, like you're not going to get what you look for. It just kind of brings like the skepticalism and all that fun stuff that uh, comes with Halloween. Halloween's like such a like I love Halloween, dude. I don't know if I've expressed that yet, but Halloween month is probably like becoming my favorite. Thanksgiving was at the top, but after you know you get a little older and you, you can't, can't eat, as much. eat as much because you know. Get a belly. Get a belly. You don't want that. You got to take care of yourself. So Halloween's like a really fun. And there's so much activities to do around the Halloween time, too. Yes, sir. Um, I did want to say um, it does uh, bring up that uh, that skepticism of like if things are real or not. But please probably do not try it. Yeah. I was about <laughs> to say, man, that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> real quick dude um to, to kind of not to throw halloween in the back but you didn't answer your question um that you had asked me about the bucket list kind of want we i think the listeners kind of want to know more about your bucket list what what listeners tell me who are they i can't say their names publicly. <laughs> <laughs> but they never like alex didn't answer his bucket list um well, i did say going I guess did that count like a roller coaster? No, not really, huh? Probably just a ride, adrenaline rush, I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I do for some weird reason because I'm really into cars. I do want to like drive a car like around a racetrack. Mm-hmm. I did want to do that before with my old car. Um, I don't know. I feel like I want to go skydiving, but then I'm like, I have a heart attack coming down. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> It's not for the week, but I mean, like, it's also something like if you're if we're able to do it, like, it would be super cool to mm-hmm. do. Maybe, maybe for like I don't know, million viewers <laughs> on YouTube. Hey, hunt, uh, skydive. <laughs> I'm yeah, down. If we get that far, yeah. If we ever get that far, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we will. So I'm I'm okay making that type of bet. I don't know what else. I haven't really like put a thought into a bucket list, but might we'll get back to it on the next one, and I'll make one. About that, mm-hmm. you know, like spe- questions like this always kind of like make me laugh because whenever you're put on the spot for anything, you don't know, <laughs> like the whole like everything, like you don't know, yeah, it just disappears from your brain. You're like, oh, uh, what do I what? just say here? That's a bucket, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bucket lists are also pretty cool. Um, let us know, listeners, let us know if there's any kind of like unique bucket lists, like I don't know. What would you consider unique? Skateboarding down a San Francisco hill. That's oh, pretty unique. I was going to say travel I mean, to a different country. That. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely <laughs> do that. We, we've always wanted to do that, which brings me to the next topic. I'm glad you said that. Road trips. Road trips. We I mean, we went on a little road trip. No, it's not like a grand, like where you would see Niagara Falls or something. Mm-hmm. But we went uh, to a different town and... Whenever me and Alex ride together, 
we're singing Childish Gambino half the time. <laughs> Karaoke. All the time. Yeah, all the time. So, like, do you have any special road trips that you remember from when you were a kid or even, like, the past couple years? Um, The road trips I would go on would always be with my family. We would... I have family up in Washington, so we it's like an 18-hour trip, mm. including with, you know, pee stops and snack stops. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to leave early in the morning. So those are always fun, just sitting in a car, not being able to do anything, and just seeing Oregon with all the trees. And mm-hmm. you know, you, We're in the middle of California, so it still takes a, a while to get up north. Yeah. Um, road trips. L.A. was always kind of fun because, you know. I have family down there too, but other than that, it's not. Oh well, Vegas. We'd always used to drive to Vegas, but Vegas. I, I wasn't to the age where I could gamble yet. So, so is like, there anything? Is there anything that like makes a road trip special? Uh, special. The people with you go with the people. Yeah, for me, it's the food. We have to have good food. Oh yeah, that too. If if we don't have good food, the road trip was was a waste. <laughs> Any uh, planned road trips for the future? We have talked about going to Arizona because I know you've been there. I do want to go out there because I do have a friend out there that I've met on the internet actually mm-hmm. uh, that I presented to you too, and he's a really cool dude. That uh, yeah would be really nice to meet him. Um, I've been wanting to go on like a spontaneous road trip with the guys. But Just we, but we broke. Don't speak for me. No, I'm kidding. I'm no broke. <laughs> I'm broke too. <laughs> I'm very broke. <laughs> um, I would like to. Well, you were saying Montana. Like, I'd be down to go on a road trip to Montana. Dude, like, Amtrak man. I know like people hate on Amtrak sometimes, but like, I, w- I would be down just to try it for like once or twice. Go out of state on Amtrak, and I mean, there's like trains you could sleep on, or like uh, cards that you could sleep on, so you're not constantly like in that one seat. But I mean, it would be super cool to experience with you guys. It's like some spontaneous road trip. Like, hey man. What are you doing tomorrow? Let's go to Oregon or, you know, something like that. I do want to go up to where my brother is at because he's always saying that it's really nice up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that it's super nice um, from his snaps. I've only seen it looks super pretty, beautiful yeah. for sure. The I don't know how I forgot, but us going to San Fran. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those count as road trips, but whenever we go. Anything outside the 45-minute <laughs> mark is a road trip. <laughs> when we go, all we pretty much do is eat. It's literally eat, eat walk walk it off, go eat again. Drive yeah, somewhere I, else and go eat. I mean, like, we get the views and everything, but once you've gone to, like, especially the Bay, as many times as as we do, it's, like, it's kind of, like, hard to find something that's nice and sightseeing-wise. And so we'll revisit places kind of hang out chill talk and then we're like all right who's ready to eat and so you know we start that adventure and uh i liked when we went to goodwill and we yeah. walked to the beach that was fun when after... and it was a it was a long walk but like should we shout we out fun? should we shout out kevin's pho i mean you already did <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i think it's... well you guys found I think it it's on like accident. kevin it's kevin's noodle house too i think i'm not entirely sure that's a very generic name (laughs) yeah it's it's probably like one of the only fuzz that i actually will travel to because every time we go there we we eat it i think the last time i went to san fran was the first time i didn't eat it and actually had um the taqueria that we found Mm. on on the last trip and i still can't believe a little backstory we had kevin's noodles and we just walked to a dessert place 
and I believe after we walked there, we were coming out and were we walking somewhere else or were we just walking back to the we, car? We were walking back to the car because we went to go get ice cream. And, and this, go ahead, I'll, I'll let you finish. <laughs> we were, <laughs> we literally saw this place across, it's like hole in the wall place. So we're like, how did we not see that Mexican place there? No, but like it, we didn't just see it, dude. It smelled amazing. Oh, yeah. And last time From I went, it, the street, the aroma was just so amazing, man. And and my, I think I looked at Alex or my sister, and I was like, "You ain't down." And they looked at me and they're like, "You ain't down." And so we all like I looked at each other, and by the time we get to like the last person, we just crossed the street, went in. Uh, I had a few. I think I had tacos. You had a burrito. You actually took one home too because it was yeah. so good. I would definitely recommend that place. Maybe we'll put like a little post of things we recommend to eat in San Fran or something. Uh, that that good walk from all the way to the beach, mm. just like it just calmed you down, and then we got to chill the on the sunset. beach. Yeah, sunset was nice, dude. It was like it was perfect weather, pretty much. The sun, the weather, the friends, the food. I think we went to the pier too after that, didn't we? Yeah, I was gonna say I do Wait, remember Uber. that that day we uh, it was a different time, but when we went for my birthday, mm-hmm. um, and then well, Jail got to go. Another shout out for Jail. Yeah, Jail. Um, he was going to school there, and that was the first time we had gone. Oh, I don't know if you had gone on that that boat ride under the Golden Gate. No, that was the first one. That was the first time, dude. That was, that was cool. That was cool. Super windy, super cold, but it be it pretty much like be any of the other times that we had gone because we were just like just chilling on the beach and then we chilled on the boat ride and got to see alcatraz and we we went under the bridge right yeah we, we went, went like under and around yeah super fun i would do it again and tickets weren't that expensive no i think it was like 30 bucks or something mm-hmm. yeah, they were super for like, cheap for like an hour yeah highly recommend the boat ride i do like going to the beach oh <laughs> the last time we we went for your brother-in-law's birthday. Mm, we fell mm-hmm. asleep in the park for a good hour, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so after, you know, first of all, we have to wake up early to go to the bay. Then you have to deal with all the traffic. And then you have to decide if we want to eat or not on the way there or just wait till we get there. And I think we had eaten before. And so being sleepy, being kind of not frustrated but tired and just done with traffic. And then we probably ate as soon as we got there. I was already ready for bed and I was like, uh, I need a nap. So we went to a park by the painted ladies. Yeah. If anybody knows that it's like the full house type looking houses. And we took a nap there for about maybe an hour, super re-energized and we were able to keep going. And people don't really think about naps. Naps are underrated, especially when you're traveling. Like it's good to take like a nap in the car and just relax, kind of get re-energized because you're on the road for most of the day. The only times you stop is for an attraction or when you want to eat. And it's not like you could just chill out there and not do anything. So recommend next time, take a nap. Yeah, it sucked for the driver. When I drove back, everyone knocked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's after a full day of eating, man. I, like I said, man, like once I'm in a car, if I'm not driving, it's real hard for me to sleep. But I've actually been working on that. So I'm hoping the next time we go on a road trip together, I'll prove it to you. I can stay up the whole time. Mm. <laughs> gonna have to put you in the co-pilot seat. Co-pilot. <laughs> co-pilot award 2020, 2021, maybe. Do you think things places are gonna open up uh, anytime soon? I mean, we we're starting to see that places are kind of opening up, but 
you know, I think a couple months ago they actually opened up and then they closed right back. Yeah. Like, within the month. Well, that's what happened here. Um, what did uh, the governor say that everything was ready and then he said that like, well, not even a week or two later, like everything had to be shut down again mm-hmm. because people weren't following procedures right. And I think that's what it comes down to, people not being too careful with it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes that thing where it's like, well, if you're not careful, it's going to come back like that. Cause it, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> more Korean barbecue, dude. You okay? Literally. So, <laughs> I'm going to be a little nerd right now, but I was so excited when uh, WWE announced WrestleMania was going to be in LA. Mm-hmm. I was, I had, I was like, dude, I have my money ready. I'm going to take you out alone. I don't care. I'm not missing this. It's in LA. <laughs> I missed yeah. one that was in San Fran. So I'm like, I'm not missing this one. But now, like, literally once COVID hit, I'm like, well, I'm really hoping it still comes out. Cause I wanna... You think they're going to, like, follow precautions or, like, fill the whole stadium up? I don't know or because arena? WWE is a big thing around the world. And when WrestleMania comes around, people will come from across the globe just to watch. And they'll fill up wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, like, five, almost six digits. Well, you've actually gone to one event, right? I've gone, yeah, gone. to one in San Jose, but it's not, you know, massive. It's probably, like, 40,000. Yeah, how was that? Like, how did you like the experience oh, and everything? The first time how... I went to one, it was a pay-per-view, so it's, like, the best matches of the month. Uh-huh. So it's just, like, you get to see your favorite wrestlers. You know, you get that whole wrestling experience. You're like, this isn't, like, TV. Like, you hear all the, like, the hits. Mm-hmm. It's just so different, but it's so exciting. As a wrestling fan, you know. So is there an, how like different, because I mean, we have a group of people, especially in my household, where people are like, why do you want to go when you can just watch it here? But then I, I have to like explain like, it's different to see it live than it is to see it on TV. And of course, like with COVID happening, like I think um, like a lot of like K-pop uh, bands and the only reason why I know this is because, like, we have friends uh, <laughs> that we used to work with that, I, that I'm still yeah, yeah. friends with. And they post on their stories that they're, they were you know, all, it. like, yeah, they were watching it, like, live. And so, like, I wonder how the experience, like, changes for them, especially now during COVID times. Well, you know, you went to Coachella. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the same as listening to music as seeing that performer mm-hmm. live. It's not. It's a whole different experience. To Regardless. The point, yeah. Like, it doesn't, like... WWE, I know it's fake, but it's the the story that they put on. And, I mean, they can't fake picking up a body. Mm-hmm. They have to, like, you know, put in the work for all that. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. That's what I like about it. And, you know, you're always, like, hooked to something. Um, Who's going to be champion? Or who's going to win this one? It's like a live, like, I mean, it is a live show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's always, you know, that element of surprise that something might happen or this and that. Or, you know, yeah. the guy you're rooting for might, you know, get a push to be champion. I don't know. It's just what excites me. And I grew up with it since I was, you know, like six. Dang. So you've been watching for like a long time. Oh, yeah. I I never really got into wrestling as a, as a kid. Even now, like, I'm, I'll watch it. But I don't know. I'm not... No, no, not about that life. I think I think <laughs> I can switch. I think I can change your mind if you go to an event. It's different. Yeah, it's maybe a, in an event. It's a different feeling for sure. Because I'm a firm believer, like if you go to something live, and then 
it, it could be something that you're either really interested in or not even really interested in. You know, the live effect could, you know, change anybody's life, uh, mind. Sorry, not live. So, I'd <laughs> but, be open to that. I think, I think I'd be open. But I, what I was going to uh, say, uh, I think audiences play a big part in it too, especially mm-hmm. in like WWE or I'll get onto your Coachella thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the wrestlers are brought up to either get cheered or booed. Mm-hmm. But it's always, you know, you know how we uh, used to say at our job, like the customer's always right. Same thing yeah. in here. It'd be like, you know, they know what's <laughs> right. The, yeah. the the person knows what's right. Yeah. So you <laughs> sometimes the company would like push someone and be like, nah, we don't want that guy. Boo him. <laughs> Boo that guy. <laughs> that <You know>? man. <laughs> so it comes to the point where you're just like, you, you have to get involved with it. Like you make chants, you know, you do all this and that. And I think that's what the they go on for the you know the characters at WWE, but mm-hmm. with your Coachella thing, I was really upset that your crowd didn't get more into watching Charles Campino. Yeah, I <laughs> because he, you know, I know he was ready to like encore hard because I know he's a really good performer. Yeah, and so like being there, I loved it because the crowd, the people that I was with, and um who surrounded us like i didn't know like some of these people but they mm-hmm. were like super nice super really nice people um and friendly and so being there with them and they we were the people like in that little like pocket i think that's where like the really like hardcore fans are because we sat through three performances just to see him three or four and i was like i'm not losing this spot <laughs> like this bro. is who i wanted to see this is yeah we were i mean you seen how close i was i was arms reach away from this man and so like like i said like being in that pocket i didn't notice it until i go back and i you know alex had mentioned it to me and then i saw what he was talking about like my pocket was super excited and everybody else was kind of like meh not yeah they weren't really into it i was like how could you not be into this performance like it was so cool like especially when he first came out and you know we were thinking he was going to come out like uh I think like right in front of us, but he was actually already at the end of the, yeah. the catwalk pretty much singing with the chorus. I was like, this is amazing. Like goosebumps were all over. I had a blast. But at the end of the show, I was reading on Reddit at night that he was, he was going to do a, a pretty much like an encore, but the crowd was into it. And what I remember reading was the like producer or the sound producer came out and he was kind of looking around and then he just see him do the just cut it and so after i had read that i was like i was kind of pissed off i was like man and the song that people were speculating that he was going to play was telegraph hill or mm. telegraph telegraph avenue and that, yeah and that's one of my favorite songs from him and to see that one live would have been just probably would have cried <laughs> he did he I did encore that one for us in oakland and that was the same year that you had or that was like the previous like probably like the same tour time yeah, time frame, so right? So I was scheduled for September. Dude, think in mind, I bought these tickets in like March and I was like, I'm so hyped for this. Like mm-hmm. I asked my parents, I'm like, I don't care, put it on your credit card, I'll pay you. So I want these <laughs> tickets, you know. I don't want anyone to yeah. take these tickets. So me and my brother bought them and we paid them off. And then he breaks his foot like a week before our concert. So I'm like, dude, really? I've been waiting six months. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. So then they changed it to December. And I guess it was really worth the wait because that was a hell of a 
performance in a concert. Hell show. Oh. I think I was, I, yeah, I think you had even offered to take me, but I, I, at the time I was in school and I was like, I don't know, like if I'm going to have an exam that day. And it was probably the week I think I did regret. I, well, for sure I did regret going, going, but I was glad that I said no, because I think that week I had finals. I had like two finals to do and I was already stressing enough. Yeah. So I missed a big opportunity to see him, but you got to see him at Coachella. Coachella with like a million other people. <laughs> it was really fun. If you guys haven't gone to Coachella, I recommend it. This year's lineup, I don't know. What do you think about the lineup this year? Have you I even looked at it? No, no, no. Are they going to so have it? The, they actually asked a lot of the artists to come back next year for 2021. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about going because it's a real fun experience, but it's also like. I don't know. Call me a grandpa, but like I kind of get tired after a long day, and when you're out in the sun, like and that heat too is not fun. Like the sun's just like just blaring on you, and the waters are like 14 bucks a pop, and you're like, oh god, like <laughs> it's hot, um, and you're so close to people too. So, I I mean, I would love for them to play, um, but I think I'm gonna wait to see what do, what they're gonna do about precautions for COVID. Do you think they should do what artists have been doing, like live streaming it? Like no. have like have their own stage and then just live stream it. I'm not sure, man, because that like kind of like, like kills the whole Coachella experience. Yeah. Being there in person and being able to see whoever you want to see. That's actually where I found like another one of my bands that I actually I love to listen to. It was by accident. So I mean it would be super cool to do that, but I think I don't think they would do that. Because they want people to experience it in person. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can attest to Coachella has thousands of people Coachella. 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 I went on that famous like tower, the mm-hmm. world tower. And going up it even on the <clears throat> Ferris wheel, everyone looks like ants. And it's just wild cuz it's like you don't it, I can't even like explain like there's so many people there. They all look like little tiny ants just walking around and I guess I just didn't expect that many people to look like that. And I don't even know how many people went that year. I could probably find out. But it was a lot but you went uh, first weekend, right? Because I know there's like mm-hmm. two weekends. Yeah, so they recommend going the first weekend because the second weekend, a lot of the grass is already dead. So like everybody would like when they're dancing and jumping, you know, they're kicking just dirt up. Mm. And for like someone who has like bad allergies like I do, it, it was a pretty like beneficial to go the first weekend. So I had a question because I don't know how it works. Do the same artists go the second week as well or do they have like a different mm-hmm. lineup? No, they have the same artists. Um, last year, I kind of regretted going... The first weekend because Kanye was doing his Sunday service uh, the <laughs> second weekend. And so he had like this. I remember there was videos of people and they were like, no, he's not going. And then they see him building stuff. And you know how Kanye is. He's like super extravagant, very yeah. show busy. And uh, I saw the performance. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. I kind of wish I would have went to that. So, I mean, there are some surprises uh, because, you know, everybody's schedule is already planned and different. Especially, I think, if you're at that like level of like celebrity status yeah. I, I imagine it's hard to just be like oh you know what let me change this let me move this performance to that because i can want to go to coachella so i don't know would you ever go after seeing your videos and the experience you had i definitely would but yeah i i do want to go to something i like I, I when i was looking at the lineup i'm like man i don't know any of these people Mm-hmm. that was uh I mean, I, I feel like I went to a very big mainstream because hmm. there was Juice World, Lizzo. Lizzo was 
I don't think she was as big as she was until after Coachella. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Lizzo was there. Turnovers is a very small band. That was the band I never expected to be there. You, and then, of course, you, you had like... Post, right? Hmm? You ended Malone? Up having, yeah, you had a post Malone. No, no. He was he was on the previous year, but I I would definitely go to one of his shows. Um, Let me see. I'm trying to think. Everybody else... I mean, you there's a lot... You went to Tigres Norte, I remember. Yes, dude. They <laughs> So, the thing started like at 12 or 1, but I didn't get there till 3. But to me, like, everybody else is getting there at the same time. So I felt kind of bad for like the openers because mm-hmm. not a lot of people were there. But like at three o'clock was like the perfect time to go because the lines weren't very long to get in. You They did your bag check. They check your bags like two or three times, actually. And then you finally get in and it's just like, it's like Disneyland, dude. Like you see all the amusements <laughs> and all the sound, like everybody's screaming and yelling. And we make our way to the left side. And the first people that were playing... um. What was the song that that I used to sing a lot? I can't even remember the song. La Chona? Yes, dude. Like, <laughs> they just... Well, they didn't open with that one. They did play that song twice. And it was, like, this huge, like, block dance party. Like, everybody was vibing now. We were all cool. Like, I was even dancing. I was like, this is so much fun. I don't think there was any better way for me to, like, walk into Coachella. I don't think they're... I mean, maybe if... No, not even then. I think they were just perfect. Highly recommend. I I even told some of my friends like I would go see them live at their own show. So I mean, <laughs> if you're down to go to a bite, like let's go, Alex. I <laughs> uh, gotta check my schedule real quick. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about that that trip to Riverbank. Um, oh yeah. Uh, real quick, we saw like these little like Wally looking machine just cruising down, and I had to take like a double take because I was like, what? And I, I told Alex, do you see that? Like, there was like this little robot, like ice chest just on wheels. And that's pretty much what it looks like, an ice chest on wheels. And the Modesto B wrote um, that Walmart partnered up with this company. And they're going to be doing like deliveries for people who make the delivery through the app. And I think they have like 22 bots. So uh, I just want to read a little section. So once you place your order, the Save Mart employee pretty much bags it and puts it in the, the robot and sanitizes it. You can track it, uh, track its progress online, and once it arrives at the, you use the app to unlock the contents. And finally, the groceries can be delivered, and the machine is sent back to the store. If a robot detects human interference, it immediately pings a human remote operator who will take charge. A series of verbal messages will be li- will be delivered, which start very politely and become more demanding. If things get out of hand, each city where Starship operates has living, breathing representatives who can be dispatched to the robot's location to provide hands-on help. Isn't that kind of cool? So Walmart is paying for Save Mart? No, no, Save Mart. Oh, you said Walmart at start. Did I say Walmart? (laughs) I'm sorry. I meant Save Mart. So Save Mart's doing grocery deliveries. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, before I was reading, I was like, well... What happens if like people want to try and steal? Because we live in that type of world now, where yeah. people are are like that. And so the fact that there's a there's a human behind every robot, I mean, that's like creating more jobs for Modesto in a way too, and anywhere else at this place. So it'd be interesting this this place. I mean, that company come to our area and, and see. Yeah, well, it'd be kind of weird down. though, because Artel's not that big. You can just imagine them going like you know, where you know all the stop signs are at by my house. Yeah, and we're just <laughs> stopping in the middle. <laughs> oh, you gotta let the robots pass by first. <laughs> gotta let the robot. And 
I kind of want to know. Like, well, I think the the little um, starship. I think yes, the starship is operated by human. So like, it has. I was reading it has like twenty cameras hmm. all around it, so it could see everything. And so like, it knows when it could cross the street. It knows when not to. And that's really cool. What do you think that's good? I yeah, was like, I was like, oh. I'll just imagine like someone's like, oh, sorry. It's like, oh, excuse me. Let me get out of your way, sir. Yeah. Like, well, get well, out of my way. <laughs> I was reading more on it and it said you can take pictures of it. You could kind of like talk to it, mm-hmm. um, but not to like stop it from from getting to where it needs to go. There's people waiting on those groceries. If, so I thought that I, was like super cool. If we can find a picture, I'll probably upload it to the YouTube side mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so people could check it out. But um, for people who are listening to Spotify, just look it up. It's just, it looked like a little, it, Mike said at first he thought it was collecting trash. Yeah, like, I was like, what's that? But literally, it looks like a small ice chest on wheels. That's all it really looks like. And I, I don't know if it has eyes. I <laughs> I could be imagining stuff now, <laughs> but we passed by it so quickly, and I thought that was so weird that I um, I had to come back and look it up. And I was like, this is going to be discussed on the, t- on the podcast. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about, well, as you were speaking of food, kind of. Um, what's a weird food combination, you know, you, you want to share with us that you like, like weird, but awfully. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. But, good, but good. Yeah. You're yeah. like, it's like, man, <clears> people <throat> may not eat this, but I like it. It's good. That's a good question. Do you, do you have one already? So no, I can think no. About mine. no. Uh, I don't, I don't think Oh, I'm... you know what? All right. So you know my brother-in-law is, he, is of Asian descent and he makes egg rolls mm. and these egg rolls are the bomb you know I love them and when I I for you know I, I'm, I'm a picky I'm a picky person and so as I was young like when I was younger I didn't eat egg rolls I ate pizza burgers and hot dogs that's all I ate and <clears throat> growing up I, I've learned to try foods and egg rolls are something I actually really like um, but it's not just any egg rolls. It's a special egg roll. And it's um, his egg rolls. And I don't know where I got this from. You got an egg roll? Put some mustard on it? What? Yeah. My family's like, where did you learn that? I was like, mom, I thought this I thought this is what you told me to do one day. And I did it. <laughs> and they taste amazing. And like, that's how I eat it. And so like every now and then they'll see us eating. Or they'll see me eating it. And they're like, let me try some." And they try to like, no, it's not for me. So I mean, try it at your own risk. Uh, I you don't like recommend it. it. I like it. That's it's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe because like must. What did I say? Mustard. Mustard, right? Mustard yeah. On egg rolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mustard is kind of like tangy and sweet, and so like you know, putting it on and then eating with the egg roll makes it a little bit sweeter and tangier. I don't know, man. It's just how I how I eat my egg rolls. The one thing I do. It's not, I don't know if it's weird or not, but I used to like, you know, like the tortilla chips. I used to like mm-hmm. eating those with, with ketchup. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Ketchup? Yeah. Well, honest, honestly, uh, if you've ever been uh, poor and, uh, you know, struggle, <laughs> struggle meals, uh, <laughs> I remember somebody had posted on Instagram, like, you've never been broke until you've had bread with ketchup. Or like a hot dog with just like the hot dog bun with just ketchup, nothing else in it, and you eat it. That's actually really surprisingly good. Like I, I don't like crave it, but I'm like, you know what? If I'm ever hungry, I'll have one of those one you day. You don't know struggle life until you've eaten bread with mayo. 
And that's it. I can't do that one. Sorry, <laughs> no, that's I can't struggle, do that one. That's struggle life, man. You're like, oh man, uh, we have no meat to put on here, no nothing, no weenies, no nothing. Uh, like, I'm trying what? to think if there's anything crazy that I eat. I think that's probably the one that I get like the most reaction out of because people like eat it with the uh, um, sweet and sour sauce or sriracha or garlic sriracha. I mean, you don't really expect people eat it with mustard. It's kind of the same thing, though. It's just as tangy as all the other ones, right? Like sweet and sour. It's a little sweet. Um, but yeah, well, but I mean, it's you still get like the same tanginess from mustard. I think so. People just might not like it because it's it's, it's so, I feel like it's yeah, it says mustard. It's not People like mixed really with like, like garlic and ginger, like all the other other sauces are. So, let me know if you ever do try it. Um, See so, how you like it. Speaking on weird food, do you remember our weird uh, stuff we used to make at work? Mm, yeah. So I actually learned that from it was when me and some other my closing friends, we would uh, have this guy. Um, we'd be like, hey man, like we're hungry. So he'd be like, I got you. And he would get like all the leftovers and just start like throwing them into a sandwich. Like one time I had a fish and chicken. Ugh. Like a what? Yeah, it <laughs> and it was like yeah, it was weird and he had like a bunch of sauces on it. Because at the time we had different sauces. We didn't have just ketchup mustard, man. We had like the wrap sauce, like the sweet chili one or whatever. Um surprisingly a lot of them were good. I don't think I had one that wasn't good. Hmm. And so, like, when I would hang out with you, making those were kind of, like, also, like, a little homage to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'll just say some of that we made. We we used to make, our job used to have tenders. Mm. And uh, we would, we would steam the bun. Uh, what would we put? Would we put any sauce on it? So, well, because I like mayonnaise I on my, I um, we did. For, like, my chicken sandwiches. So, like. It was a steamed bun with mayonnaise, two pickles, some lettuce sometimes, and then the chicken strips, fresh. That was a really good meal. And the other day, I was actually craving that. Like, man, what I do to get my hands on that sandwich again? We don't have tenders right now. That's the issue. No. Are are they uh, completely out? I don't know if it's just because of of COVID. But, yeah, they don't have any right now. Hmm. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. All the recipes you could create with that. I, I do remember one time I, I told Mike, Mike, I'm going to my break. And he was in the kitchen. And he's like, I was like, can you make me something to eat? <laughs> and he's like, all right, go drop a hash brown and make a scrambled egg. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then while he's making a fresh quarter pounder, and he's like, we're going to make a breakfast burger. And it's like five in the afternoon already. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You loved it. <laughs> it was really good. We made the whole like regular quarter pounder, and then I put the egg and the hatch round on top, and then and bacon, bacon too. Oh yeah, but the way I saw Mike just like caressing this quarter pounder, like dropping little drops of butter on it, like flipping <laughs> oh, it. Oh yeah, the butter, dude. The <laughs> butters you gotta have butter with your with your quarter pounder. I think I learned that from Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but dude, they came out so delicious and so like savory, man. I do miss when I could make my own burgers there uh i don't know if you ever knew this but when i used to open all the you know all the opening uh, ladies would mm-hmm. bring sometimes pitch in and make food there mm, yeah, yeah 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 so it's just like oh you want tacos or they'll make like burritos on the spot and it's just like yeah oh my god it's like 
I'm like, just one though. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. They were good. I no, I had uh my sister used to say that she would come home and be like, They made tortas today. I was like, What? <laughs> today? I mean, I was never really a morning person, so but it was, it was like my fault. It was like the day you were off. It's like the day. Yeah, the day that I was off or like the I used to work a lot of eight to fours, so by the time I get home, my sister's already home, and we would talk about our day. And she's like, "Oh yeah, they made this, they made that." And I was like, oh, "Dude, that sounds so good! Like, why can't we do that?" I mean, we were only stuck with like making our own like little creations, but mm, some of them were actually really good. Yeah, that's probably the one thing I miss about that place. I can't, I can't remember anymore. It's been a while. One thing I do want to bring up uh, in episode two, you mentioned how TikTok united the world in a sense mm-hmm. but before tiktok um for a brief moment we had something else can you take a guess of what that was vine no no not like not like app? video not yet i mean no it is an app but not like a not like short clips it was um this pl- mm. this company got so big they even partnered with mcdonald's uber no niantic pokemon go oh do you remember that like everybody <laughs> was Pokemon going and outside in the streets. People before they came out with like that safety update, people were like driving in cars and they would just be like Pokemon going like throughout the neighborhoods. They're like, if I go at this speed, it thinks I'm walking and I can see. Yeah, <laughs> me, me and Sid, we we walked all the way around uh, my neighborhood. We went to the opposite side neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we were just catching Pokemon left and right. And uh, this car like pulls up hecka slow, and I was like, "What's he doing?" The guy rolls his window down. He's like, "Pokemon Go, yeah!" And just like burned out. <laughs> we were like, "What the heck?" We're like, "Yeah." We had the we had the opposite side of it too. So, you know how we used to go to Merced, mm-hmm. uh, the park. Um, we would walk around. You know, everyone. It was such a bunch of people when it, it first dude. started. But, so many people at that park. I, I think I know what park you're talking about. Yeah. So, and then one time, I just this dude out of like stupidness, he just like drives by. He's like, "What a bunch of nerds!" And it just drives by. I'm like, "Come on, man! Like, at least we're not you know doing stupid stuff, you know?" <laughs> yeah. And when I learned about it, I became like a tester for the app, mm-hmm. and it was like in beta before it got released to public. And me and another closer that I used to work with, um. We were slow, so, like, I just shut it down, and we were outside for, like, 30 minutes just, like, catching Pokemon, <laughs> like, running around like idiots, like, wow, and he's like, wait for me, and I told him about the app, and he downloaded it, and we were just, it was probably, like, one of the most um, funnest days, like, parts of the days over there. Do you remember the uh, where the bank's at next to that park that I was just I just mentioned? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, um, I, I, I was out with my brother or someone else, but... It was before you and me like really became friends, and I was going out after I was uh, done working. So we would go out to Merced, and we would just like I'm like, "Hey, there's a Charmander over here, I think." And then we caught it, and then some kids like, "There's a Charmander over here!" Yes. And you just see people just like rush, like, "Oh my god, let me get out of the way before I get trampled over here." There was a Squirtle, I think, at that same park, but mm-hmm. closer to like that big building on the opposite caddy corner to the park. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when, like, a rare Pokemon would come out, people would just, like, it was like a scene out of the World War Z, 
the zombie movie where all the like everybody just rushes and i'm like you guys need to be careful there's like cars crossing like we need to we need to obey the rules still but man like we were i don't know like so much so many memories were created just from that app yeah you know after closing going to the park like at two or three in the morning and we'd walk from a park to the i don't want to say it um a memorial site of, yeah. of our area and we'd walk back and forth for like an hour or two to like five and then we were like all right guys let's call it but like man play you it was fun I, the world felt now. safer for a second because everybody was doing it and yeah it's sad that the app died like we got into it again maybe a year ago yeah yeah we got into it and we actually started going on the raids and we started meeting like other people and some people were like already in their clicks, so they don't want to like expand and luckily there was a really nice lady with her daughter and some other people and she's like you guys want to raid with us we're going to go to the you know this spot and we did and our group started getting bigger too it was us my you know sister brother-in-law mm-hmm. we met i was able to reconnect with some like elementary friends i didn't recognize them until like they came up to be like hey i'm this person and i was like oh yeah i remember you like <laughs> so we started hanging out again and it was fun it was really fun especially yeah. like chinese food after that the uh, for people who don't know the issue with when we started going out for raids is you need a certain amount of people if you want to like you know catch that Pokemon or just be able to take Rare it down. Pokemon. We mm-hmm. only had like four people and people were already like in their little groups and we're like, nah, we don't want any more people in. So we were mm-hmm. like very disappointed that day. We were like, man, like it was a special day to catch like, you know, very rare a type of Pokemon. And, you know, God bless her soul, this lady. Don't want to mention her name, but they like took us in and they had more people. And then we started getting to know the rest of the people around our area. But at the start, like, people are really inclusive for some reason. Yeah. I, well, I think, like, the raids were, like, 20 max. But, like, like he said, like, we only had, like, four people. Yeah, or, like, like, yeah, four, four, six, maybe. And then eventually we got to, like, 12 and 15. We were able to, like, still we, we do just, really good. We had our own group already going. Yeah. I wonder, like, it kind of just stopped out of, like, nowhere in a way. Because we were, we were going consistently for, like, a few weeks and then mm-hmm. out of, like the blue we just stopped going and then people got busy i think um my brother-in-law and my sister actually started school too so that could have taken a lot of their time but uh, also happening with me i remember i left early one time because i had a i think i started full-time closing too mm. so and rays would be like from four to seven and i had to go in like at six yeah good times good it memories was, it was really good fun yeah. I remember. Uh, do you remember when the map came out and people were just like hunting certain Pokemon down? Yeah. Well, when I discovered the map, like it was, uh, it was still like at the very beginning and they weren't really reliable. Mm-hmm. And then Niantic was like, no shut maps. It down. Yeah. So they shut them. They like literally shut that site down. And I think they got really, sued too. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. But it was really cool because, like, Pokemon Go, like, united a lot of us together. And then it also created, like, a lot of jobs. Like, a lot of YouTube channels, like, just yeah. sprouted. And then the there was individuals around the world that would, like, have, like, you see pictures of them, too. They're on the bike and they have, like, a whole, like, <laughs> array of, like, 20 phones and they're out here catching. 
like I mean I'm pretty sure those guys got paid pretty well too. I wonder if, if people still like raid and are I'm still like sure they do. Up with that. Um so especially like that that older gentleman that was around here. He was mm-hmm. really into it. I don't see him on Discord anymore. Oh, I I left the Discord. I I just don't bother with it cuz I'm not really into the game as I used to. Mhm. And like I don't know. It's the same situation where people don't really want people showing up for some reason. Bro, do you remember we were driving around to like <laughs> oh, I I we, dro- we started like at seven and we didn't end to like three or four in the morning we were looking for the special ratata uh, a hootoot we was a hoot for, hoot? for a ditto oh yes and we it was it, like it was like three nights in a row because you had like been on it for like a year yeah and and one of our other friends jl he uh was it jl or was it chetel mm-hmm. Dude, he was both like, just casually, he was like, oh, yeah, I just got one. We're like, what? <laughs> like, where? Here, we've been out here for three days. And literally, Alex, like, pulls a U-turn, drives up and down the street, and then we finally hit the sweet spot where we were able to pick up the Pokemon in the car. And, you know, honestly, I was like, so what now? <laughs> but, I mean, they obviously, we had more tasks to do, but, like, that was a Pokemon I couldn't catch for, like, a year or two, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's challenges in the game to catch certain Pokemon at certain times. Mm-hmm. I think Mike would catch them when he didn't need them. And then when he did need it, he had a hard time catching it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I, that's one thing I didn't like about it because, like, some Pokemon were very regional. So you'd actually oh, have yeah. to travel, like, to the bay. And I think that's what we did, too, a few times. We traveled to the bay oh, and yeah. we just Pokemon go at the, the pier. Because I had a lot of, like, water Pokemon. That's where I caught my Gyarados. Or like was able to evolve them, but I mean, sometimes I miss those days because like it was just like hanging out with your friends and doing like little tasks here and there, and then kind of like walking around. I don't think I ever walked more in my life than I did like when I was Pokemon going. Yeah, I do remember. Uh, be like, you know what? Should we call it now? My feet are starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. You're like, or you're like, nah, let's take it in the car now. Uh, reset. Well, like the last time you and I did it, we we got burritos. And we went back to that same park that used to be popping, mm-hmm. and we were just walking around for like, I don't know, maybe an hour, and it just, it was, it just felt dead. Yeah, it's just crazy. I was gonna say like it just, to see where it was like two years old. What is it now? Like four years ago now when the game came out. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think so. Cause I think it was when I started working at, uh, where we were at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's been like four years now. And just to see how different everything looked. Because you would see, fa- like, families. Like, you wouldn't expect, like, you know, yeah, people dude. past our age. We're like, what? But I yeah, guess they like, kind of grew up with it, too. So, yeah, surprisingly, like, there was a lot of families that would go out on these raids or just, like, be hanging out. And uh, didn't you get recognized? By, like, we a were family? at that park. Yeah, 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 and they were like, are you this username? And then he's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> my, kids, my kids see you. And they're like, oh, we know him. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I don't think I've ever had that, but I, will, I never left my Pokemon at the gym. Maybe now you have a podcast. Be like, are you Michael? <laughs> no. From A&M? <laughs> Honestly, the only time I'd probably get recognized is I went on a hike uh, in Bear Gulch Caves up in Hollister. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't supposed to be like a long hike, but we made it a long hike and by long there was like zero like shade so we were exposed to the sun it was an incline of like five thousand feet and we went up there and surprisingly at the top at like this 
like Overwatch lookout type mm-hmm. building, there was a Pokemon uh, stop where you could leave your Pokemon. Oh. And I think I left my. Who did I leave? I forgot who I left, but he was there for like eight months. No one took him down until like eventually, like because <laughs> no one wants to go it, up there. <laughs> well, like it was such a hard like hike, and then like it's kind of sketchy too because you have to like it. It seems like you're trespassing, but you're not. It's just the way that they have the border set up, and they say you have to go over like this like fence. You have to climb over it twice. You have to yeah. climb over the first one, climb over the second one, and then you reach the top. And at the top, I thought there was like a ranger station. I was like, they'll have bathrooms and a water <laughs> and some food because we had ran out of food or the uh, water. Oh, because my brother was so thirsty, and so we all were giving him. I gave him my water. I was like, you're not dying on me. And so for like <laughs> three miles of that trip, I didn't have any water. And I was like, I need water. I remember coming down, like finishing the hike. And I got myself a big old water. I got myself an It's It ice cream and just downed it. And I was like, this is so delicious. I think I lost like 10 pounds on the hike. I'm not even kidding. I have it yeah. logged in on, on my fitness pal. It was a crazy hike. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> I think the last hike I went to was uh, Yosemite. I went up to Nevada Fall. Is that like the highest one, I think? Yeah, because Ver- sure. Vernal Fall was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vernal is the first one. Nevada is the second fall. Yeah, we went. I, the last one I went, I went with Jill and one of my other friends. You guys were <laughs> and, fast. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of did it. So we got there like at 11. So, you know, people were already there. <clears throat> But we went, we said, oh, let's go to Vernal and see what we feel. So then we said, you know, let's go up to, to Nevada. And we went to Nevada. And then I remember I started cramping on the way down. <laughs> so, like, when I got to the car, I'm like, oh, my God, there's no more pain than this. It's, it's, yeah. It, and we did it probably, like, I don't know if this is a lot or a little, but we did the whole up and down in, like, five hours. Yeah, because usually when I go, every time I've ever gone with a group of friends, like, we always, it always took us like eight hours to go up, or no, four hours to go up and four hours to come down. Hmm. And I'm not sure if it was because we went in a group of like more than like two or three. We said like maybe four or six people, but uh, we did, I've never been able to finish a hike. I mean, maybe now if I go with like you and, and JL, maybe, yeah. Well, in this condition? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'll, pro- I'll I'll do it, but I'll probably die it, getting up there. It's, it's not that we can't do it. It's just we it just is, need to train a, a bit. <laughs> it might take a while, but I'm pretty sure we can do it faster than eight hours. I do. Uh, do remember when we got up to Nevada? Just the view, like we took it in for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Just going all the way up there is really nice. It's so nice, especially when you're up there. But then, like, you start thinking, like, man, I gotta go down, <laughs> yeah. and then like your knees are gonna get wrecked. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> I think I, I oh. tripped on the way down. I didn't fall. I like tripped, and I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like, is this a sign I'm gonna die? I'll save a story for another podcast, um, or like the next episode. But I had an experience where like I felt like I was falling in slow motion. It wasn't that Yosemite it was actually a Mission Peak, mm-hmm. but like I said, I'll talk about it another day. <laughs> We're talking more about more about hikes. <laughs> one question I want to get to before we um, end is one of uh, your segments called Deep Thoughts. Deep Thoughts. And, I saw this somewhere a long time ago, and I remembered it yesterday. And, um, but what if when you die, the light you see is actually you being born somewhere mm-hmm. else, and you're crying because you just saw your whole life flash before you? I remember seeing this. This. What do you think about that? I think I thought it was 
very thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't know. It's also, it's that thing where you're like, well, what if, uh, you know, how do I say this? Because uh, sometimes I feel like even animals <laughs> have human mm-hmm. spirits in them. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen, not to deviate too much, but I don't know if you've seen like animals like look at like war stuff and they're just like staring at it and they're like, like... oh man, that man was a war veteran. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. felt bad for I don't know, like, uh, it's so thought-provoking, because what if it is true? I mean, we, we would probably never know. I feel it. like, when you, and I'm not trying to, like, bring faith in religion, but, like, on a more science-type uh, look at it, it's like, energy is never, like, you can't just... Create or destroy it. Yeah, so, like, energy is technically recycled, so... When I think of it like that, I'm like, well, it is possible that we could be, like, if we do die and we go somewhere else, like, it could be another human body or another, like, what if you're a plant, bro? Can you imagine just, like... My mom lets plants die all the time, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Mom, please revive me. <laughs> just take me out. <laughs> take me out now. <laughs> the, can I get that one was... more question in before we leave? Yeah, of course. Of course. <clears throat> kind of on the same thing. Why do you mm-hmm. why do you think we we dream as as humans? Because I've heard a theory, kind of the same thing that you were going on, that it was our past life and we're or our future life that we're seeing, and that's the only way we could communicate with our lives. I I read something like that too, but it was saying that dreaming is a way to look into a parallel universe or mm. like another side of us, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Um, but I'm not sure because, you know, we don't understand dreams like technically like we don't really understand why they happen, how long they happen for. And I think maybe now we can actually detect when we're dreaming. And I mean, because I saw it on a movie, so it has to be true, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> but uh, it would be. It'd be crazy to think that a dream is the way we communicate with like ourselves the past or the future or ourselves. And you know, it is a way that we connect with each, with ourselves. It's like technically our subconscious. Um, man, that's a good question. I just Do don't, I... don't want to know why we can't run fast in our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> run fast? What do you mean? <laughs> Have you ever been in a dream when you're running, you can't seem to get away, whatever you're running from uh, or like no. run fast. No. Next time uh, you dream about running, take in mind how slow you're running. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever. I've actually had like one time I, I remember dreaming. I was um, I was at my grandma's and there was like a pack of wolves and they attacked me. But like I wasn't just seeing it from like the first person. I was able to get out of my body and like float above my body and see like they were attacking me. And I was like, oh, like what's dead. going on? Like, no, no. Dead, like, maybe, maybe I did die. <laughs> I got inception. Uh, have you ever had those dreams where you fall or like yeah, yeah, yeah. the ones that I hate? And I'm actually glad someone else posted this on, I think it was on Facebook. It was a video. It was like those dreams where you're, or like the hills or like the roads are just wildly like they go straight up up into the clouds and then they do like this huge drop have you ever had that dream before no i thought you were talking about like when you like fall and then it's because you your body's about to fall off the bed type of no thing. no no um 
like one time I remember I was dreaming and I was in I was with my cousin and she was driving and we go up this huge hill like up into the clouds and we come back down and on the way down you could see like the whole road you could see the land like everything and I remember we drove and like the gut of being dropped mm. like entered my my gut and I was like <gasps> even and, in your um, dream <laughs> even in my dream and I remember waking up I was like I'm not waking up but I remember in my sleep I was I was very tense and I remember jumping off a, like a cliff mm-hmm. and then getting back on the road and jumping off the cliff again. And I think I looked it up and it said something was stressing me out. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a do, clinical. Do RP. you believe in those? Like uh, my mom, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the Mexican side of her. They're very mm-hmm. superstitious. They would buy dream books. Like what is the meaning of these dreams? Mm-hmm. And depending on, you know, even what color or what size something was would dictate like what it what it meant to you i i do feel like dreams do have meanings and like because i think like i said like it's part of our subconscious trying to communicate with us kind of like to get your attention to get personal no no just to get like personal with yourself Mm. like yeah i guess like yeah attention like hey there's something going on in your life that you need to address and dreams are a way for us to acknowledge it even if we don't want to acknowledge it bad dreams are the worst i feel Oh yeah, I've had a lot of bad dreams, um, especially the ones that like you wake up crying because they were they felt so real. I remember one time oh, I thought yes. one of my family members died, and I woke up and I started crying. I was like, I'm not ready for that individual to go on. And I went to I went to that person. I was like, I had a dream about you, and I, I didn't like it, and I gave I gave them the biggest hug of my life. So I hate those dreams that like feel real to you. Well, I did have one experience just before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle had just passed, and I don't know why, but <clears throat> I took a nap, and I had him in my dream. And in my whole time, I'm thinking, oh, uh, I wasn't home. I took a nap like in my car somewhere. I don't know why. And I woke up, and I said, oh, I'm going to go home and go see my uncle. My uncle's at my house, right? Because he would always visit. Mm-hmm. But then, like, uh, I stopped for, like, I was driving home and then I stopped. I'm like, wait, my uncle just passed away. So, like, I messaged my brother. I was like, man, like, this is probably, like, me getting somewhat closure from my, my uncle. Mm-hmm. But it still kind of sucked. I was like, after realizing that he wasn't here with us anymore. That type yeah. of thing. And that's also, like, the reality of, like, when someone or, or even, like, a pet yeah. isn't here with us anymore. It's kind of, like, unreal. And sometimes, like, it's out of the blue like i don't know if how was your experience with your uncle like kind of rapid like it just kind of happened yeah so not to give too much away i like i so when my uncle you always had to give him a firm handshake and stuff Mm -hmm. to be like you know hey how's it going and stuff and then in my dream i was i told my mom because he was talking to my mom like how he always would be in the living room and i'd be like i'm like man you're here like let's throw a party but then I, t- I told my mom about the dream, too, that after I told them, let's do a party, I kept looking everywhere for him, and I couldn't find him. So no matter how hood I, I, I looked, he wasn't there, which was, I don't know. I even messaged my cousin, who was, you know, whose dad that was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I think I just got closure with your dad through this dream. That's good. Well, at least, you yeah, like um like I said, at least you got, like, that feeling of of closure and i think you know i've been kind of talking down on dreams but like 
if you have an experience like that, like definitely keep it with you. I'm pretty sure it's going to stick with you for a oh, long time. I, I still remember, like, I'm probably, that's the only dream I remember so vividly. That's good. Keep it with you. Don't lose it. Keep it with you forever. Because <laughs> the dreams that I remember are, like, the ones that I hate to remember. Yeah, hills. <laughs> yeah, hills and all that good stuff. Uh, so we're reaching towards the end of our podcast episode today, and we'd like to give a shout-out to JL, who's uh, he's our first submission. And he asked us, what does the term legacy mean to you? Mm. Uh, let you go ahead first. I think it's... Uh what people will will remember you by pretty much like when they say Alex what well you know don't want to give out my full name but what will they think when they think of me kind of thing mm-hmm. or like same thing or just going on with my uncle like how will I remember him like I remember him as a loving man and you know being so care uh caring with all of us and so kind so that legacy is going to be with us my whole family forever type of thing mm-hmm. Or the other thing of just being, I don't know if you want to say like famous, but just that whole uh, feeling of importance that comes with being yeah that person, that whole legacy issue. Yeah, I was about to say same. Like, I feel like necessarily it doesn't have to be celebrity and it doesn't have to be like activist. It's just like the impact that you leave on people right. and how they interpret it is, is a good way. I think I define legacy. Um, were you done talking about yours? I think I agree with you like a hundred percent. Um, I feel like you don't need to be someone who's like, you know, Kanye, but I feel like what you do in your life and how you do it and how it affects people, because every decision and every action that you take, it has a consequence no matter what it's going to affect um, either yourself or something or someone. And, you know, it's, we want to live in a perfect world where things are positive, but we're in a, like a dark time I feel. And I think it's important for all of us to, to be more positive with each other. You know, that's just who I am. I'm just someone who thinks like, and especially in the field that I work at, like I want to help people. I don't want to hurt them and stuff, but legacy means to me is what Alex said <laughs> the best way to put it. Cause he, like you pretty much took my words. You take my words. <laughs> just the the impact you're gonna leave on someone and <clears throat> yeah, and it, like yeah, totally hundred percent agree. All right, man. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. But I'm excited for another one and a new video one. A new video, yeah. Uh, a couple times, I think my stomach growled. Like I I saw <laughs> on Discord that um my stomach had growled and like my little picture had lit up green i was like oh people are probably gonna think that's a fart or something <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully these are all unedited and you could get to hear and see us and you know hopefully it changes the interaction if you guys have any questions like jail did or submissions or if you guys want to add stories to places that you worked at or some of your favorite road trips let us know on twitter and instagram or even just messaging me some of you already know who we are feel free to go ahead and submit whatever you got to us. And guys, don't be scared to share this around. Like we more interaction, the better with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do want to be really interactive. So like Alex said, like, don't be scared. Like if you want to share this with your friends, uh, more for the people that like, that know us on a personal level. Um, don't be scared to like share it with people. I'm, I'm okay with it. Alex is okay with it. We did this knowing that this might be shared to like people, um, 
that don't agree with the things that we have to say or just might not like us. So, I mean, it's it's okay. We do what you got to do. Also, if you want to keep submissions anonymous, we can't do that. We don't. We always ask if people want their name shouted yeah, out. Yeah, we'll always. Anyway. Yeah, the only person that gets a nickname is Sid. <laughs> Until we get permission. <laughs> Until we get permission. Hopefully, like I said, uh, we do have one guest planned next week. Maybe, possibly this week, but I see it more happening next week. Yeah. And eventually, after that, we'll have to get um, people. We have to get more information from people who want to be on the show and kind of want to join us and talk with us. And who knows? Maybe one of the guests might become a recurring guest where they're there, you know, one or two times a week or maybe all the time. You never know what could come out of this. you have anything else? Uh, just huge thanks, guys. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And feedback. It's It's been wild. Like, I, I don't – we're both completely shocked because we – like I said – we didn't expect this to grow as big as it has. And it's it's wild to see it just constantly growing. Like, I go to bed and I wake up the next morning. I'm like, oh, my God, Alex. <laughs> I, oh, I always snap. I'm like, bro, did you see this? That, like, so it's super cool. Nothing All good? Nothing for me. Nothing for me. All right, guys. This is uh, Motel A&M signing off. Michael Laters. Yes. All right. <laughs>